Hey, I'm Kylie Kelly, and I'm obsessed with all things business and motherhood and helping you navigate the messy and magical seasons of both. I'm a boy mama that grew a successful photo biz before hanging up my straps in 2020 to pivot. Yes, we're allowed to do that. Now I help other CEO mums just like you grow an audience of raving fans fast. But this podcast is way more than that. Think of it as your coffee date or happy hour with your girlfriends as we talk real life. Money, challenges, growth, frustrations, marketing, the messy middle, it's all welcome here. So get comfy and join us. Welcome to This Mama Means Business. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, loves, and welcome back to episode 128 of This Mama Means Business. Now, firstly, I just want to thank you for being here. If you've listened to the mini series, the last five episodes, and now this one today, we've been going on a deep dive all about podcast guesting. So if you've listened to those, I just want to say thank you, because I know sometimes when we dive deep on one particular topic, it is tricky for the people that aren't interested in that. So if that's you, thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with us. And next week, I'll be back with new topics, new subjects, and a bit more variety. But for this guest episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Christina. Now, Christina does have a publicity PR agency. So she helps entrepreneurs just like us get on Aligned Podcasts. So that is her job. She has incredible women that work for her, but she pretty much helps online entrepreneurs get visible, which if you want to make money in the online space, you need people to know who you are. Her 15 years in PR has resulted in thousands of pictures, hundreds of placements and bookings for her and her clients, not to mention all the new voices she's helped facilitate hitting the airwaves. If you are interested in podcast guesting, if you are interested in becoming more visible, if you are interested in skyrocketing your business, you're going to want to listen to this episode. She drops so much value. I know you're going to love her as much as I did. So let's welcome Christina to the podcast. Christina, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Kylie. I am so jazzed to be here. I was telling Kylie before we hopped on that I got to go to Australia last summer and speak at a couple places. And one of those was Uluru. And that was quite the amazing um, Australian experience on my first trip there to uh, to get to have. So um, I'm really jazzed to be talking to your audience today. So cool. And as we talked about, so many Australians haven't been there. So you've already got one up on a lot of us, which I love. I'm sure there's plenty of places here in the States that I haven't been that other people come and visit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So we're talking about podcast guesting today, but before we get into all the juicy goodness of the episode, would you mind sharing with my listeners a little bit about yourself, your journey, all the all the sort of important things? Absolutely. So I started off in the world of public relations and PR kind of right out of college. And I worked for agencies, I worked for companies, you know, I did all that type of good stuff. Um, but when I had my daughter, as I probably many of you can relate to, I decided at that point that I was not interested in working full time anymore. I was a senior account executive for a uh, PR agency in my the place where I live, Boise, Idaho. And I was like, all right, I'm it's time to go. This isn't working. You know, um, they tried to make it work. I tried to make it work but it just couldn't happen. So I went off on my own. And for the first year or two, I just freelanced. Um, you know, I kind of did some work for people when they reached out to me, but then I noticed more and more people reaching out to me. And my particular area of expertise was tourism publicity. And so with that in mind, um, I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to start a course. Like I'm going to have a course on tourism publicity and that's what I'm going to do. And so I created this course. 
I put it out there into the world and I did what all the gurus said to do to market it, right? Like I paid a lot of money for ads. I did these live webinars to like three people, you know, all this stuff. And in a shock to no one, it was, well, except me, it was an utter failure. Like it did not go well. I spent all this money, et cetera. And so the next time I went to launch my course, I was like, and I want to be clear, I did no publicity to promote my course on publicity. So that's a real facepalm moment in my life right there. So the next time I went to go launch my course, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it my way. And I started to get myself booked on podcasts, just using the skills that I'd had for the, you know, 15 years of working at agencies and getting PR for other clients. And the difference I saw in my business was night and day. People reaching out to me to see about consulting, people wanting me to speak at their events, just buying my course right off the bat. In fact, I remember some an Australian tourism organization reaching out to me and they had just bought my course and they were like, we heard your interview on such and such podcast. We loved it because I have a funny story about kangaroos if we have time. And I had told that story on there and they were like, they were like, we love it. We have to, um, like we wanted to get your course, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized this is where it's at. This is how people are really going to relate to me, understand I'm an expert in what I do, and it's going to really help me grow my business, you know, from there. And uh, so I kind of pivoted when the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit, I realized pretty quickly that tourism was not, there was going to be no money for publicity, right? And I was like, okay. I need to kind of do something different. I'd already had a little bit of a shove like internally of like, you should be teaching people how to do this. I taught how to do it. I did all that type of good stuff. But at the end of that year, the end of 2020, I just, I, I had enough people just being like, yeah, but could you just do it? <laughs> and I was like, I can. And so that was the beginning. I started, it was just me and then built the agency that we have today from from there where we get entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, business owners um, booked on shows full of their ideal audiences. Oh my goodness. I love just- just rewinding your story a little bit there. I love the fact that you said, I tried this. It didn't work. I did what they told me to do. It didn't work. And then I went and just did it my way. And I feel like so many of us can relate to that, right? Because we get told over and over, do it this way, follow this process. This is the cookie cutter. This will lead to this result. And then it doesn't work. And it's only when we come back to ourselves and go like, oh, what do I want to do? What gets me excited and follow our intuition a little bit that we see results. Oh, so I love that. I love that point. I love that point too, because there are definitely people that are listening right now that are hearing me and they're scared about what I'm saying, about what they would have to do to put themselves out there. But on the flip side, they know when they tell their story and when they connect with people, that is when that magic happens. That is when those customers come to them. That is when the people find them. Yes, I love that so much. And I can say the agency that you have built and the women that work for you are incredible. I've had a few conversations obviously leading up to this interview and oh my goodness, amazing. I'm pr- I am I feel the same way, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about podcast guesting. So if somebody's listening, they haven't even been on a, they listen to podcasts obviously, but they haven't been on one. Where do they start and how do they find the right ones to even reach out to? Great question. I'm going to answer that in two part. So forgive me if I forget the second half, because mom brain, you might have to you might have to ask me there in the beginning. But the first thing I would say, and I just kind of talked about it, but is a little bit of mindset. Um, And what I mean by that is, it can be really scary to think about being on this on front of the microphone talking to you know, in front of people that you don't necessarily know, right, you know, kind of well, what if I mess up? What if I stumble over my words? What if you know, I say something and everybody laughs, and you know, they all think that I don't know what I'm talking about, etc. 
And I just want to say all those things can happen. Okay. They, they do happen, right? Like I, I, you know, there's a good chance I'll stumble over some words while I'm talking today with Kylie. Okay. Like that's okay. That's, that's part of it. That's part of just how we talk. Right. But people are still going to be interested in what I have to say and want to learn more about what my business does. I truly, truly believe the worst that can happen is you do not put yourself out there because your business will not grow. If you do not get in front of new people, if you don't get in front of new customers, in front of new potential clients, your business will stay stagnant and eventually it will go away. So I want the first part of that for you to remind yourself that like, I just got to do this. It's going to be uncomfortable at first. You're going to sweat through your first few interviews. You're going to be so nervous, you know, all this type of stuff, but then it's going to get a lot easier from there. Um, the other thing that you asked about how do we kind of find the right shows, a really great way to get started with this is to ask your audience what they listen to. Um, this is a very low hanging fruit way, but it's one I really recommend to people is throw up on your Instagram stories, put in a PS at the bottom of your e-newsletter. Hey, what are you, what are you guys listening to? What is it that y'all listen to like day to day, right? Kind of get from your actual ideal customers what they listen to. Now, of course, there's going to be shows on there that don't make sense. Like I'm a big true crime junkie. A lot of, you know, the people that follow me know that. So they'll send me true crime stuff, which I love because I actually genuinely like want to look into it. But they'll also send me some podcasts that are in the realm of the work that I do that I never would have heard of before. And so that's a really great spot to kind of get started, just finding out where some shows are that the people that are already interested in what you have to say are already listening to. I love that funny story. I used to be a wedding photographer. So a decade ago, I was I did that before I pivoted into online business. And I used to listen to true crime, like death, murder, kill podcast on the way to photograph a wedding, which was so strange. If anyone could have listened into my car, they'd be like, whoa, <laughs> what is this girl on about? So funny. So funny. I do love the point you made about the mindset piece. I think that we, especially high-performing women action takers, we overlook that and jump right in. And then it kind of like, oh, this feels strange. This feels uncomfortable. This feels scary. I love that you picked that up. And I think as well, you know, we connect with human beings. Like, so not being afraid to stuff up. I, I remember I did a private podcast series once, The Lead Magnet, and I uploaded the wrong unedited version, the version that took me like 20 takes to do or with had me like swearing in the middle. And I had so many people reach out and go like, oh, I loved hearing your process. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But but again, it shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they could connect and be like, oh, okay, she's a real person on the other side. So I love that point about getting out of your own way. And and again, the market research piece, how many times do we overlook? Like even just asking people what they listen to, it seems so basic, but so important. So basic. And you know, you can be doing that every quarter, you know, you can be doing it. Like it doesn't have to be something you're doing all the time. It's something that you kind of throw out there every now and again to just kind of get an idea of some some shows that could be a good, a good place for you to reach out to. Yes. Okay. So can you give us some points to pitch? I know that that is scary for a lot of people. I'm sure you have a wealth of knowledge around the pitching process. What's like your top pointer that you can give us? Come with real topics. And what I mean by that is, um, and I know that Kylie can, she gets so many pitches, y'all. Like she is a wealth of knowledge to know what not to do and what to do. Absolutely. I know she's going to have a lot of insight on this. But I think that one thing a lot a lot of people fall into or a trap they kind of fall into a little bit is they think they're making it easier to just kind of bullet out a couple things that they are an expert in, right? Like, hey, I would love to come on your show. I'm an expert in marketing, branding, sales, right? And there's no, <laughs> did you hear her groan? Did you all hear her groan when I when I said this? And there's no real 
topic idea there. There's nothing that you're kind of giving the host. And if I could tell you anything from me, like I'm a journalism major and from however many years of doing public relations is make it as easy as possible to get to the yes. Okay. So give the host the exact topic that you think would really resonate with their audience. You don't have to, you know, in the pitch, you maybe give two or three. I'm not saying you have to send one, but send a couple in there that they can then look at and be like, yeah, I think this would really resonate with my audience. Or I love this topic, but I actually like, could we do this angle on it? Right. Something like that. When you come with an actual fleshed out topic idea, I mean, you're not writing the script. You're not writing the questions. You're not doing that. But you're able to just kind of be like, this is exactly what I think your audience would like to hear from us. And the host, that makes it so much easier for them to say, yes, I agree. Why don't you come on and we can talk about that? Yes, yes. And did you hear, you might have missed, but you did you hear Christina just say, this would be a great fit for your podcast, blah, 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 because they've listened to the podcast. Listen to the podcast first so you know what they're talking about. Yep, that is absolutely the second biggest tip that I would say to folks is do your research. Okay, a host knows when you have never looked at their podcast, when you have, you're just sending out what we call the spray and pray method, right? You're sending out 100 pitches to just 100 shows and praying that you get a couple of those. That is not the way that we pitch at Publicity by Christina. And that's not the way that any of you should be pitching it. You need to be sending quality pitches where you've done some research. I'm not saying you need to listen to like 10 hours of a show before you pitch or something like that, but have a general idea of of who they're trying to get in front of. Okay, so we have figured out what we want to pitch. We've sent some pitches off to some podcasts that our audience listens to. How do we make sure that we're actually getting a return on our time? Can you talk to this? I love this question because I think that this is a big thing that people struggle with in the work that we do is they're like, you know, I'll speak at an event or something and I'll have someone come up to me afterwards and they're like, yeah, you know, I was on a couple of podcasts, but like, I don't know, I didn't really like see a return. And I'm doing the voice that they that they say it into in my mind. They probably talk in a normal voice, but you know, that's that's how I'm hearing it. And uh, my biggest question that I ask in response to that is, who were these shows full of? Was this your friend that just asked you to be on their show? Was this an ex-client that asked you to be on their show? There is nothing wrong with going on those shows because you want to, because you want to go on and do that stuff. But if that audience is not your ideal customer, you cannot expect for it to move the needle in your business. Okay, so first and foremost, you got to be strategic about the shows that you're getting in front of, right? It's not just getting in front of whoever will take you. It's getting in front of who has the right audience. Like I'm here on Kylie's show today because she has the right audience for the work that I do, you know, and I think that that's a really important thing for folks to kind of remember is you need to be getting in front of the right people. Um, Secondarily, you need to be doing it often. So what I really say to people is two shows a month. Two shows a month average is what I recommend. Now that might mean that some months you're on four, some months you're on one. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be two, 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 right? Like unless you're a perfectionist and that's what you want to do. But for the rest of us, we're okay with like four, one, two, you know, however it kind of works out over the year. But the two times a month average is a really great sweet spot in my in my mind between being realistic and moving the needle in your business. Now, some of you might be like, two, is that even enough? That's 24 podcasts over a year. And I'll tell you right now, it's what we get our clients booked on is 24 over a year. If you have been on 24 podcasts full of your ideal audience over the course of a year, your business is going to look different than it did at the beginning of that year. I love that as well, because it gives us a measuring stick to aim for, right? Rather than just saying, oh, we're going to try this strategy and see what happens. Well, no, we're going to try for 24 and then see what happens. So I love that. I love that so much. Um, and what about 
is there any red flags? So before you pitch a podcast, is there anything that you need to be looking at that podcast to see? Obviously your ideal client needs to be the audience, but is there any other red flags that maybe we should be looking out for? That is such a great question. And honestly, something that I haven't heard, you know, really had anyone ever ask me before, but besides that, so good on you, good on you. Um, uh, I think that, you know, besides making sure that it's the right audience, I would probably just take a look at like their social media and just make sure that again, it kind of seems like this is the right vibe. And I know that's like a very like loose term, but we want to be doing that work for our clients as well. Like we want to make sure we're getting them in spaces where they're going to feel really safe. And what I mean by that is we're not putting them on shows where someone's trying to get them. We're not putting them on shows where, you know, they're going to they're going to cut it into something that, you know, take something completely out of out of context and and whatever. So, I think that besides listening to past shows, making sure it's the 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 um the right audience. I would say just kind of doing a real quick check, like a vibe check. And I, that's like a very millennial, you know, or Gen Z like term to say, but making sure that this is a place that you really want to be getting on as well with values that align. Yeah, I love that. And that, I mean, that's going to mean that you're more excited for the interview, right? That you want to show up, that you want to connect with them. So I think that's really good. One other thing that just came to mind as you were talking is obviously making sure they're putting out regular content, right? So if you look at their history, you want to make sure that they're still producing regular content. You're not going to wait six months for the interview to actually go live. I love that point because I think that's such a good point. Even when you're looking at shows to, like you're saying, when you're looking at shows to pitch is like, has this, have they released an episode recently? Is this something that's consistently publishing? Because if they haven't published an episode in six months, it makes no sense for you to be pitching them. Yeah, so good. Christina, so how quickly can we expect something to change in our business? Do we have to give it the full 12 months and 24? Like what do you normally see from your clients with with the results they get from podcast guesting? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it's not necessarily that it would be the full 12 months and the 24, but it does tend to, we tend to see the momentum shift after the first six months. Um, because the first six months we're getting all these assets together and you would be doing the same thing yourself, you know, getting prepared to pitch, you know, pitch template, X, Y, Z. Then you're gonna actually start pitching and start interviewing. But the interviews aren't going to air sometimes for a month, two months, you know, even longer, depending on the show after that. So what we like to say for our clients or kind of what keeps everybody in the same mindset is like the first six months are all about the foundation. And then the last six months are all about when you are going to start to see that momentum shift. And hopefully by the end of that year, that's when you're really seeing that like full shift in your business, even though more podcasts are probably going to air after that year. I love that. And that takes the pressure off that first six months when you're still figuring it out, when you're still working out exactly how you want to present yourself and what your topics are and things. Yeah. What topics are landing? What topics aren't? What shows are seem to be really interested in having you in? What doesn't? You know, you got to you gotta be able to experiment a little bit. And what about the size of the show? There's no way to really see that when we're searching, but does it really matter? I don't think it does if it's your right audience. So that's the thing that I always say to people is, you know, a big red flag for me when I am talking with someone that's interested in becoming a client is when they say to me, like, I just want to be on the biggest shows. That's not really how this works. Okay. We want you to get in front of your right audience, no matter the size of the show. Right. Because if I think about it, let's say someone came to me and they're like, Hey, Christina, do you want to come um, speak at our event? And it's in front of a hundred of your ideal customers. I would be booking that flight, booking that hotel room like I would be there. If that was exactly who the person was that I'm trying to get in front of, then that's exactly who I want to be chatting to. And for me to be able to do that on a podcast is way less work, right? I can just pop in my mic. I can pop on my headphones. I'm good to go. And I'm going to get into the eardrums 
of 100 people that absolutely trust what that host has to say. All of you guys that are listening right now, I know that you trust what Kylie has to tell you. And so to me, that is huge. So we have seen our clients, I mean, truth be told, time and time again, see a better return on their time from being on some smaller niched shows that are full of their ideal audience, as opposed to some of the big name shows that they've been on, where people just aren't paying as much attention. Oh, I love that. I hope everyone soaks that up. I feel like it's like the vanity metrics of podcasts, right? You want to be on these big, big name things, but they might actually not do anything for you. Yeah. A vanity metric is I sent out a hundred pitches, but if they're not good pitches, then what does it matter? Right. And it's the same thing with that of like, yeah, some of these shows might have 10,000, 20,000 downloads every week, but those people typically aren't as invested as maybe a show that has 200, 300 downloads. But those people really, really care about who that host brings on. Oh, so good. So one last question before we sort of start to wrap up. But if somebody has been podcast guesting and they're not seeing a return, should they start with looking at what shows they're going on? Is that probably the first place you'd recommend? That would definitely be the first place that I would recommend is like, Take a look, make sure that these are the right audiences for you. The other question that I would ask someone is, how are you sharing these in perpetuity? And what I mean by that is so many people go on podcasts and they have the podcast episode air and they might share it on the day that it airs, but then it's like never to be seen again. And that is such a missed opportunity as a guest. So as a guest, like, and this is one thing we do for our clients on some of the interviews they are on, we create over 45 pieces of content off the back of four shows for them. Because we are like, y'all need to be using this for content. This is the type of thing that is absolutely going to get you clients, get you interest, get you leads, if you continue to share it. It's not just the actual interview airing, we need to be getting this out in front of people over and over again, showing what an expert you are. And we even had one of our clients, um, Luis Baez, who was so good at doing this. He takes like every episode, he chops it up into like 10 audio snippets, puts it all over his LinkedIn, all that type of good stuff. And he now works for a company that he got a job offer from because they heard one of those snippets on LinkedIn and he was sharing it months later. It wasn't like it was brand new. It was something that he had been on three months ago or four months ago, put that snippet up there. And they were like, dang, we got to talk to this guy because he knows what he's talking about. And so I think that that's so, so important when people talk about ROI is it's not just the like people that hear you on the podcast and that's it. It's also the ability to have this be content that you can be using over and over again to continue that ROI. Oh my goodness. So, okay, now I have a follow-up question. <laughs> so I feel very convicted by that because I've been, I've been a guest on plenty of podcasts and I share it on my Instagram stories when it goes live and it has not seen the light of day. I haven't even put a press page on my website. Like I've done nothing. Well, now you know what to do. Yes. Now you know what to do. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So can you just, in a high level, I know this is what you do for your clients. I don't want to dig into that too much, but like, can you just snip something up that somebody else's show like that? Absolutely. So the thing is like, when we do these audio snippets, and I highly recommend Headliner is the program that our content creator uses to create those audiograms. You can actually do, I think it's five free a month through Headliner. And it's an app. You can, you know, just search it online. And what you're going to do is essentially you're just going to choose the snippet, right? Like it's going to take the whole, it's going to pull the audio from the whole episode. You're going to choose where you want that to start and end. It's going to create even a whole like image for you, like from that based off the podcast. And absolutely, you should be sharing that as much as possible. The thing that I always recommend with that is tag the host or tag the show when you do that so that they can see that you've done it again, because that's really awesome for them. But 
every podcast host wants their stuff to get shared more too. So there's, you're not sharing anything that isn't public already, that isn't already published. And to that point, you know, um, tagging them again, highlighting them again, like that's just a win-win for everybody. So Headliner is the program that we use for that. Other than that, we pretty much just use Canva. Like we do pull quote cards. Um, So, you know, if I just drop an amazing gem on a podcast, like pick that up, put it in there, you know, stuff like that. A lot of people are starting to use AI, you know, chat GPT to create like a blog post based off a podcast interview they did, stuff like that. I'm not against that. I think that like, if that helps it so that you are able to use this more so in perpetuity, like go for it. Mm, oh, I love that. And I mean, as a host, I would love it if all my guests, you know, tagged me more and shared more. So exactly. That's the thing. You're never going to have a host that's mad that you shared the episode more. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 going to be happy that you've done it. So it's just a matter of getting it out there and doing it. Christina, thank you. This has been so good. Thank you for bringing so much value. And I've obviously got a to-do list myself now that I'm leaving this episode with. So I appreciate you. Um, For anyone joining us, it's like, yes, I want to start doing this, but I need her. Where can they go? Can we share some links? Yes. Yeah, so I would recommend heading to podcastpublicityquiz.com. It's a really fun quiz we have that can really direct you to like, I have a done uh, a DIY you know, course on how to pitch yourself that's really simple for people to take all the way up to what is it like to have us do this for you. So that's a really good spot for you to kind of find out what might make the most sense where you are. Perfect. And we'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for coming on. It's just been it's so wonderful. Thank you. And I'm just, you know, I love hearing your accent and I love um, I love talking to, to the Aussies that are listening. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Every single week, I do my best to bring you two episodes that are going to really add value to your life, whether they speak to your motherhood journey or your business one. I pour my heart and soul into this podcast, recording and editing them all myself. So there is a really simple way you could return the favor if you will leave me a review. Head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and let me know how I'm doing. Leave me a few words that let me know what content you like best or what you might like to hear in the future. I create this for you, so I would appreciate that so very much. For the show notes and links from today, please head over to my website, kyliekelly.com slash podcast. I cannot wait to bring you more value and more juicy content to your earbuds soon. But for now, I hope you continue to have an incredible day and know that mama, you've totally got this shit. Okay. Bye for now.